0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 Podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za.
1: television and radio news broadcaster. Listen to me there. News, broadcaster, radio and television. <laughs> Compliments of the season, Tzecho. How are you?
0: Compliment to you, Denzel. I'm very well. How are you?
1: I'm really, really good. Are you still working? Are you still producing? Are you still productioning out there around this particular story? Um, we
0: actually finished.
1: Mm, Champagne Some pain done. in hand now. I see you. I see you. Some,
0: um, yeah, so...
1: Some, <laughs> some pain done. in hand. Mm, <laughs> some pain in hand. I see you. I see you. we done. No, mm.
0: maybe just a glass of water in hand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so well, let's let's get to the and and I don't want to you know I mean we've heard all the numbers and the numbers are you know impressive every province has done well and you know various other things if there's a and and of course you know uh, it'll be. You know, there'll be lots of discussion, various discussion points as well. You, you, you're covering it. What, what what's, what's sticking out for you when, you know, I mean, the DG spoke earlier on and spoke uh, rather intensely about all the issues and, and the impacting issues. And then, of course, the minister comes on and, you know, she she kind of puts the cream on top of the cake and she gives the the stats, you know, the, the, the all important number. And so that's it, you know. And then, of course, the kids are called on to, you know, the platform and, and there's celebrations and people are taking pictures. But, but from your perspective, where you're covering the story, what, what are the issues that, that you're reporting on? What are the issues that you're finding that should make the news uh, that, that are important?
0: You know, Denzel. With a story like this, um, I mean, everybody looks forward to you know the the final result and what mm. the minister will say, mm. um, and that is what everybody really wants to deal with. Mm. But we also then forget that these are human beings who went through a really difficult time. Mm. You know, these are young people who, in grade ten and eleven, mm. so 2020 and 2021 these are young people who did not have a full year of schooling mm. at mm. any point in mm. those two years. And we're talking COVID. And so, exactly, because mm. of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so mm. in 2022, they were, it was the first time that they actually had a full school year of learning and teaching face-to-face, mm. because, of course, the restrictions were eased because of COVID-19. So I think, you know, with the conversations that I had with them, it is quite interesting how... I mean, we heard it from the minister as well that they were very resilient, mm. you know, and I, I know that it, it sounds as though there was a lot of pressure put on them to be resilient, a lot of pressure on um, put on them to, you know, do well. Mm. But, you know, even in the conversations that you have, and I'm not even just speaking to the top achievers that I spoke to today, even in the mm. conversations that I had. With other learners, you know, in, other in that were in matric in 2022, mm. they themselves, you can tell that they are very determined to do well. And it's, it's also a thing to see that they try prove people wrong. Mm. You know, you, you can tell that as much as they don't want the pressure, one of the learners that I spoke to today, I said to her, what is the challenge that she faced, you know, mm. being in mm. matric in that year? And she said the pressure of it all, mm. the pressure of having to, um prove yourself to not just yourself but to your parents to the nation Mm. that you are able to do this you know and i think what i really would like for people to take out of this is that we really were not it was not it was not an exaggeration Mm. when we said that they went through a very difficult time but it was also not an exaggeration when us as the media when the department also said it that these are learners who were very resilient and that they were proud to be in matric, and they actually really wanted to show that despite the challenges, anybody can make it through life.
1: Mm. And 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 I do recall the DG saying, you know, that South Africa, our country, puts you know over emphasis on the 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 impact of this examination. It is an examination, and that pressure point of it being an examination and how well you're going to do. Uh, we we're one of those countries that actually then does you know make this the 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 element of the examination quite a pressure point whereas we we're talking about as you say these are human beings who went through a really really tough time so so we let's talk about those numbers because it is the examination and and the 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 figure of what is it 80.1 percent um yeah let's 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 start with that particular number
0: that's correct. So 80.1% is where we are sitting um, all in all as a nation, mm. right? At 80.1% as South Africa, that was the overall that was brought forward. Um, and of course, this is an improvement of 3.7% mm. from mm. 2021's um, numbers. So mm. the interesting thing, of course, is when then the provinces are mentioned, Denzel, yeah. because this is where you are able to see who has really done well once again. The free Mm. state, of course, taking the top position once again at 88.5%, an increase of 2.8%. And then Gauteng taking the second place once again at 84.4%, an increase of 1.6%. And then the interesting one that actually popped up that I think was quite a shock and a surprise to many was was Runa Tal coming Mm. in at number three, um, sitting at... 83.0%, um, and this is an increase, the best improved province, an mm. increase, Denzel, of 62 Mm. from 2021. So you can tell that obviously the work that is being done in KwaZulu-Natal is now showing fruit, or the work that had been done Mm. years ago is now bearing fruit. I mean, even in the conversation that I had a short while ago with the Deputy Minister of Basic Education, Dr. Regina Mahaole, Mm. she said that they can put the foundations together now. They can start with the building blocks now, but you'll only be able to see the results at a later stage. Um, like on maybe ten years or five mm-hmm. years from now, when they start then to produce these great results. So the Western Cape then falling, by the waste wayside at number four with 81.4%. The Northwest achieving 79.8%, and this is the third best improved the, the third best improved province. And then in the Eastern Cape, the Eastern Cape was the third best improved province, Mm. um, an achievement of 77.3% at 4.2, an increase of 4.2 from, um, you know, last year, from 2021. Mm. And then the interesting thing as well as the second best improved province was Limpopo, Mm. you know, achieving 72.1%, 5.3% increase. However, they still find themselves um, as the last place, as province number nine, mm. but it's, you know, it seems that there is the improvement that is needed mm. in the work that is being done. You know that the Department of Basic Education has also now taken over the ECD function shift, and this, of course, was you know something that the minister had said, the foundation of the child needs to start at the bottom. And so the bottom being, of course, when these learners get into the schooling system via the early childhood development. And so with that, they are telling us that we will then start seeing a change. You know, we'll start seeing um, the difference with these results because of the fact that they are now building from the bottom moving all the way up. So that was quite interesting. But it's also interesting that none of the provinces declined. Mm. Um, You know, even though KZN took third position and the Western Cape took um, the fourth position, none of the provinces actually declined. They actually did extremely Mm. well. In the in 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 all uh, all nine provinces, and know, that's
1: what the TG was saying. That each each of the provinces has a good story to tell. If I use if I use the Jacob Zuma terminology, we have a good story to tell. Each of the provinces actually does.
0: Absolutely, and mm. it's also beautiful. I mean, just with Limpopo, I spoke to a young man today. Um, He has got scrolls, Denzel, going Mm. down his blazer on both sides. He's the top learner in mathematics. He's the top learner in science in his school. He's the top learner in English. He's just the top learner in his school. And, you know, you can also think about provinces like Limpopo that struggle with, you know, infrastructure issues. Mm. They struggle just with basics, really, when it comes to basic education. But then you get a child like this who still performs... So beautifully and so accurately, um, and and really shines, you know, in the work that they do. And I mean, all the, most of the matriculants that I spoke to, or the former matriculants that I spoke to, the top achievers today, mm. saying to us that they're going to study actuar- actuarial science, mm, mm, and I found mm. that to be quite interesting because they're all then loving maths and science. And this mm. is where the basic education department has been trying to get more and more learners to actually go into maths and science and to actually enjoy it. And these children said to us today that they love maths and science and they want to make sure that they stay within that field. So another thing that we definitely should take away um, Mm. as a nation
1: um the 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 element of 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 dropping out um and and there's of course that that particular concern that you start with a particular number at the beginning of the year and you end with a particular number at the end of that particular year and, and you know over the the dropout rate over the last over the last 10 years has you know been accelerating and accelerating how concerned do you think the department is about you know the dropout rate because the, those people fall fall between the cracks. And then obviously, you, you, you begin to have overage learners, you know, and that, that begins to impact as well. And then you begin to have them, you know, they, they fall into a category of, of learners then who want to come back into the system at a later point. So, so you have an, an escalation of, of, of something going around the dropout rate. Particularly, even though we talk about, you know, these particular learners and what they're doing and how they, you know, choosing their careers and and how excited they are and how tough it's been for them. There are those who, because of the toughness of what it's been for them, dropped out. And they just, they just couldn't continue because, obviously, the COVID and other issues and finances, the economy, parents, you know, so many people were unemployed in, in COVID as well. And so, obviously, it's going to impact these kind of numbers as well. Um, you know, th- there's the good news story and everybody's celebrating it with the champagne. But right next to that, because of the hardness of, 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 you know, the last three years in which they've had to go, there's always a really, really sad story for people who didn't just make it to the platform today.
0: Correct. Correct, Denzel. I mean, you know, you get these top achievers and we celebrate them every year. But then we also have the ones who don't get celebrated at all, you know, Mm. because... Like you say, they've fallen through the the cracks or, Mm. you know, they've they've dropped out because COVID happened or their parents, you know, passed Mm. away because of COVID-19. And now they have to look after siblings. Mm. But we know, I mean, even in the conversation that I had earlier with the deputy minister, she said that even for those who have not made it. You know, if you have not made it for your matric um, exam, if you uh, would like to write again or try again or improve your results, mm. there's always what the department calls a second chance matric support program. Mm, mm. Um, I hope I've gotten it right. Mm. And so they, you know, support those who want to take a second chance. Really, that's exactly what it is. You get a second chance at rewriting your, your exam or improving your your results. Or, you know, you get a second chance at actually being able to go back. If you, if, you fell out of, if you fell through the cracks and something happened in your life, you get the second chance to be mm. able to actually go and write your matric examinations. And so that's what the department has been also, you know, speaking to, urging learners not to just, you know, let sit back and allow themselves not to um, get their matric certificate, but urging them really that even as they watch, you know, these top achievers, they, they must know that they themselves can also get to that point. And that's the beautiful message as well today that we got from Minister Angie Mutsacha. She called these top achievers role models. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine that if there's a young person who's now in a child-headed household, and she watches this, and she realizes that you know, these people may have parents and they were being supported by parents. I mm-hmm. may not, but I've got a community who's able to support me. And that person then can say to themselves, I then want to go back and do my matric and I think that's also a message that the department has been driving um, for quite some time trying to you know encourage people not to just these children not to just um, give up but to actually make sure that they do something about their lives the issue of the dropout has always been a concern for the department mm. it became an even bigger concern i remember during COVID 19. i remember having a conversation i think it was with elijah msanga at the mm. time and he mentioned to me that you know they are trying and they are hoping that there won't be a huge number of dropouts because of the COVID 19 pandemic and the the, the 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 challenges that it had brought to households and so they are now working towards ensuring um, from what i hear they are now working towards ensuring that they don't have you know a huge dropout rate. You heard from the DG talking about you know also the failure rate being a concern for them. So we do know that they are now trying to ensure that there isn't this huge dropout rate, this huge failure rate that is taking place. But that they retain as many learners as possible and that they really do well, you know, in the exams that they or in the in, in their studies and um in the work that they do.
1: Mm. So I'm going to go to Basil in Boxburg. Stay on the line, so Basil.
0: Hi, how are
2: you, uh, Denzel?
1: I'm good, Basil. Good, good. Good, man.
2: No, I just want to congratulate um, the metrics of um, uh, uh, of 2022. But I've got a couple of questions that I want to ask. Um, sure, sure, sure. So, so, so the first one will be the issue of when we we talk about the pass rate. Do we take it from the entry point, or do we take it from who sat down and write? Mm. Like the, the entry point I mean from grade one, mm. do we do we calculate from there so that we can actually see the actual people that has, has actually passed or we take it from grade 12? Because there are lots sure. of people that fall through the cracks and we're not going to be able as a country to correct that if we're not able to trace back to say how many people fell through the cracks, whether it's grade one, two, three, until grade 12. Secondly is the issue of when we look at this pass rate, do do we quantify in terms of, if we say Lubombo has got whatever percentage, 70% for argument, Mm. I didn't really get it. How many are in towns itself, in suburban areas, Mm. and how many percentages is in the rural areas? Mm. And what kind of subjects are these people taking in the rural areas? Because if we want to arrest the issue of poverty mm, mm. A, in the rural areas, we should be encouraging the kids to be taking uh, the, the medicine science and so forth and so on, and mm. new uh, careers that are likely to be there. Mm both in, in the industrial... Yeah. Uh, careers jobs. of the future, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that, those are the questions that I want to understand.
1: Sure, Basil. Uh, so, let me bring you in. You know, the the element of... You were talking to some of the, the careers that people want to, to follow up, but... But you know, can, do you want to just you know speak to some of the questions that Basil is making? And I and I and I do think you know it, the detail is going to come out um, in in the finer you know analysis of the kind of documentation the documentation that's been handed out because obviously you know there was a broad discussion from the DG's perspective around broad issues, but but not drills down to exactly you know the kind of numbers happening in each particular province in each particular municipality and stuff like that and and engaging each particular school as well because you know at some uh, the detail will eventually also begin to tell you which school did, which school did the worst? Which school did you know the best? And 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 you know numbers and and why children who are 16 and 17 perform better than when they 14 or 13? All of those kind of things will be coming out. But but can you can you address some of the the things you know that Basil, Basil's raising?
0: You know, Denzel. Um, it's interesting. You know, the the, the pass rate. Because what we understand Mm. is that these are learners who set to write the exam. Mm. So in this case, there were almost a million learners, the largest cohort that the department has had. Um, And so with that million, they do the calculations around that almost million learners Mm. who set for the results. The issue around, you know, dropping out, who set for the exams, my apologies. Mm. The issue around um, learners dropping out and, and stuff like that, we do know that the department continuously is accounting for all the learners as it reports on those who entered and those who wrote the exam. So at some point, of course, you know, you do know that there are learners who would um, enter the system and Mm. then they would then drop out somewhere in between. And then um, Mm. there are those that who have not dropped out who are still within the system. So the department accounts for all of that. And Mm. they actually try and find these, these learners, these ones that have specifically dropped out, I remember Denzel going to a school, I think it was in Mpumalanga or Mm. Limpopo, and I went to uh, speak to a principal there who, you know, was concerned about learners that were dropping out. This was last, not last, I think the year before, so 2021, or it could have been last, 2022. And it was, of course, then because of COVID-19. So he himself, he would personally go to the house of this child and find out what is the problem Mm. you know why is this child not coming back to school and so it's things like that that the department does where they are accounting for every child that comes into the system Mm. and the ones that also write the exams to see where the difficulties are what has happened and they're also looking at where they actually drop out, you know we know that mm, mm, the grade mm. nine, grade ten years usually where you would see them dropping out, and so they also the department you know from conversations that i 've had with them, they look into that to see what is the reason for that, and that 's why they've started introducing mm. things like um, coding and robotics and the three streams model, so that Learners are not forced mm. to do. I mean, you'd remember. Back, I mean, back in my in my year, in my years in high school, when was that? No
1: 19, 1982,
0: 1983? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> but you know, back in my high school years, you 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 had no choice of mm. saying no. I actually want to be a hairdresser mm. you know type of thing you either you, you the subjects that you chose would have definitely directed your path yeah. you are either going to be an accountant a teacher mm. an engineer um, or you're going to be a journalist like me if you took English seriously mm. You know things like that. You you definitely were directed, you know, in the right in the way that mm, according subject to the subject choice. But mm, now, mm. yes, but now these learners have got a wide variety of subject choices, and that's what the department has also done to try and curb this um, dropout rate. They've got this wide variety, you know, where you can go into to be an artisan. You can um, do things like being a hairdresser. You can, you know, there are various things that they are doing according to the three streams model that you had spoken to um, Suliki Taba about Mm. and it's things like that where they are saying you know we are aware that this is our situation that learners do drop out and this was probably the reason because of the academic pathway that learners were forced to take but now they are saying because we've got we've seen the problem the solution seems to be this you know Mm. um the vocational learning and the Sheesh, I forgot the other one. But there's three, you know, three streams now that they are working with. Um, And then there's also the encoding and robotics, which is also being introduced into the system.
1: I'm going to say thank you so much. And it's been a long day. And of course, I mean, you must have been looking through all of those documentations, listening to, uh, you know, the, the D G, and then obviously uh, catching up with all the students as well. So it must have been a, a, a busy, busy time for you as well. So uh, take that break. Thanks. The champagne well-deserved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well-deserved, Secho, and, and looking forward to seeing you soon.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Denzel. Have a beautiful evening. And thanks to the power listener as
1: well. Secho Moachi, television and radio news broadcaster.